The story of the heroic cow that saved the ancestral croft was passed from your grandmother, the doughty Annie McKechnie, to your father, and from him to you and you to me. I don't know which of us delighted in it more. Annie McKechnie had grown up on the Isle of Mull. On his Scottish tour in 1773, a wet, out of humour, Dr. Johnson dismissed Mull as this gloom of desolation, although on a sunnier day it must even then have laid claim to being the loveliest of the Hebridean islands. However, he was on surer ground when he grumbled about the ubiquitous penury. When Annie was born there in 1850, during the cataclysmic social upheaval of the later Highland clearances, penury was still what distinguished the island. Her father James had a rented croft in Ardmore, a few miles north of Tobermory, where he eked a chancy living from cattle and crops. After he died, so the story goes, the family struggled on with little except one cow to provide milk and butter, and if they were lucky, a youngster that could be sold at market. The cow was the crofter's lifeline, but that also made it vulnerable. Landowners looking for ways to force indigent tenants off the land to make way for sheep found that confiscating the cow often did the trick. The day came when it was our family's turn to lose their cow, you had told me years earlier, a light in your eye as you rehearsed the old story in the kitchen before my whirring cassette recorder, as my baby daughter dozed beside us in her carry cot. It was taken from them, along with other cows from neighbouring crofts and put in an island off Tobermory known as Calve Island, which I thought for ages had got its name from this custom, but I'm told is a much earlier Norse word. Anyway, lo and behold, to their amazement, that cow turned up again at the croft. Somehow, it had managed to swim right across the Sound of Mull again and walk back to the family croft. It was thought to be a tremendous thing, that a cow should help the family resist eviction by swimming home. I've always liked the way this story opened a tiny window on our family history in the Hebrides. It has the ring of myth about it, for sure, even your own lo and behold lending it the insubstantiality of an old yarn. But you thought it might be true. Thousands of people were forcibly removed from their living during the Highland Clearances, as the huge estates across the highlands and islands of Scotland turned to sheep farming and new forms of land management. The clearances on Mull were at their height in the 1850s and 1860s. The family legend seemed to fit. From the moment I heard the story, I wanted to follow it up. In the months before our trip to Mull, I chased genealogical leads, pursued archivists, fired off obscure questions to weary librarians and pored over musty records. I soon had names and places and a historical context in which to set the misty heritage Annie had bequeathed us. I knew exactly why she'd grown up on a remote island but spent the rest of her life in a town in Scotland's industrial belt. I understood at last something of the legacy that left your family poor but proud, and your father blazing with conviction that economic systems needed to be organised in a more egalitarian way. I couldn't wait to tell you what I'd found. But 
something was wrong. You ought to have been thrilled, but you weren't engaging with my research. Given how often you'd regaled me with the exploits of the homesick cow, I was puzzled and even a little hurt to find you so detached. I found myself grappling with a sensation I couldn't identify, an obscure sense that something about you was not as it should be. Everyone notices the onset of dementia in a loved one differently. The discovery of house keys in the oven, perhaps, the repeated disappearance of spectacles, a meeting missed, an easy word lost. Common in ageing, normal in all sorts of stressed lives, it's only in hindsight that these incidents acquire a more sinister meaning. I don't recall.